0: the adam sandler hit jack and jill back with the bargain man boys i'm ray damn i'm paying i'm john (laughs) and we are back with one of the strangest movies i think has ever been made or seen definitely by me i've never seen anything weirder uh big man japan which is before
1: we get into it let's start off with a retraction for our last episode thanks killing
0: yeah yeah i'll let john take it away oh Go so ahead, if you're you may
1: remember in our last episode thanks killing so we looked up uh still trash i disagree now mostly trash <laughs> partially trash partially trash our uh, our boy general bastard we were looking up his album artwork since he's a musician too and we found uh some artwork of them in like black hoods and stuff we were like, this must be a KKK thing or some sort of white supremacy, and that changed our whole view of him. But looking it up, it was a uh, former like metal band he was in, and what they're actually supposed to be is like executioner hoods. And in an interview, they said that they kind of regret using those symbols because now the white power movement things are part of them. They're like, no, we're actually, we hate all that stuff too.
0: So yeah. Apo- so, yeah, apologies that, to General Bastard. Apologies to General Bastard and uh, his band, He's, The Mentors. Yeah. We didn't mean to
1: bastardize his. But image. I mean, don't use. Come on, guys. Don't use imag- imagery <laughs> that using, close like some peaked black toes. Don't be
2: that clueless. <laughs> like,
1: it looks it looks like that. Like, let's not kid ourselves here. So, that changes my rating. I don't know yeah. about you, I mean, One time Brandon,
0: for- I'm sure you're firm in but- One time for General Bastard. This song is called KBA. All right, um, it's so topical. I get, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> you, you can say nothing else but the fact that the man is topical. So yeah, go hit. What hit, was that other
1: one? Like Greg is indigestion or something.
0: Greg is indigestion? I gotta look up. I see surf, bitch, surf. It scroll up, like near the top is. Uh, well, he's doing that though. I changed my rating of Thanksgiving.
1: So as it stands now, I give it like a thirty-five. I cut it down to a half hour just to get good parts. I give it a solid, like, 60.
0: 20. Yeah, I give it a 10 because I thought it was a clan production. But since it's not a clan production, I give it a solid, i us say 25, 30. I didn't quite like it much as John, but... Eric's got a tummy ache is what we were looking Eric's for. Eric's got a tummy ache. Anyway. craig has got a tummy anyway. ache. Greg's got a <laughs> <laughs> tummy <got his> <laughs> Eric, it's our, our new rock band. Oh great great my God. Anyway, everybody needs tomes. <laughs> yeah, this week we watched a movie called Big Man Japan, which apparently was available on Netflix. We just found out mm-hmm. after doing some research. But we found this at a Dollar Tree. Um, I didn't know Dollar Tree sold DVDs until just recently. And as I was looking through, the cover is going to be on the Instagram page, but it's the most bizarre looking movie cover I've seen in a very <laughs> long time. Where a giant man the size of a building is holding a stick and he's surrounded by monsters. I'm gonna go ahead and read the box uh summary just so you can understand why this is something that we bought, but a quick quote from the quote from the New York Press: one of the most thoughtful and funny superhero films for adults. Absolutely hilarious. Big Man Japan is an outrageous portrayal of an original superhero. As Big Man Japan, De Saito inherited the role of defending Japan against a host of bizarre monsters. He receives high-voltage electro shocks, which transform him into a stocky, stick-wielding giant, several stories high. However, where his predecessors were revealed as national heroes, he is an outcast among the citizens that he protects. So basically, Godzilla meets Hancock is what we kind of arrived at. You and, think? Yeah. You well, think, <laughs> yeah. <you thought>. Initially. <laughs> Psych. Without, without, without getting too much into what the change is, just too early. I, there was like a point in this movie where I was like, oh my god, this is like weird and not, not what I expected, but I kind of like this. And then something happens where I was just like confused, baffled, I don't know, disheveled.
1: I would say the trailer, <laughs> the artwork, everything, we got it thinking it was going to be like some ridiculous, yeah, one of those ridiculous, it, goofy, like Japanese it, monster movies. Yeah, it definitely makes you think it's going to be something silly. It was not silly. that.
0: It's something very it like deep that. and personal, and you're just like, oh, okay, this is interesting, but um the film is directed by let me not say his name incorrectly hitoshi masamoto which is actually the guy who plays the main guy big man japan i just found that out as i was looking it up so it's written directed and main starred by uh that guy um but he plays a character named uh daisato which is uh a guy who is also a superhero named big man japan who is like known to the public it's not a secret identity or anything so the movie is kind of like a mockumentary style film a film crew is following him around and basically just like chronicling the life of a like a public figure who's also like an outcasted superhero um they kind of go for like the weird like batman v superman like thing where like the public really doesn't Support him very much, mm-hmm. and they're just like, This it's guy's very, like, yeah, it's like the
1: Incredibles, which, yeah, like the Incredibles, That's where it's example. like an ungrateful public, and they're all just like, He our wild birds left, they the <laughs> yeah, damage he's caused, he's like using a bunch up of much electricity, yeah, yeah. Cause this is how he transforms. Is he like goes like a power station, yeah, pick him up to electricity, and then he like turns into the big man,
0: yeah, the big man, <laughs> the big man of Japan. So, uh, I mean, I guess that pretty much opens up how we start on the movie they kind of just take you through uh like the normal everyday life of this guy it starts super like slow and mundane which i didn't expect it's almost like the john wick of like weird japanese superhero movies but he's just like eating cereal and like petting his cat and they're just like asking him questions <laughs> about his everyday life he's just like yeah um you know i uh, have a daughter and an ex-wife and he's just like I don't know. It's really weird. He's just like in his house, like cooking meals, and he goes to like some noodle shop to eat. And they're just like interviewing like the manager of the noodle shop. And they're just like, yeah, you know, does he come here often? And he's like, yeah, he comes here like two or three times a week and just buys the same food every time. And they're like, do you know that he's Big Man Japan? And he's like, yeah, we know.
1: Basically, it's like he's, <laughs> he's estranged from his daughter. His wife is pretty much divorcing. He's just like depressed. He's not appreciated. He's paid just like barely minimum wage by the government to be big man japan and yeah
0: being them. a superhero has basically ruined his life yeah and what? his
1: his agent is just like taking advantage of him and just is like buying like stretch hummers and all this stuff while he's just yeah. like taking the bus yeah, it's, su- and it's it's just super like pushing yeah it's just pushing to like exploit him and like put more ads on his back when he that's literally when he turns into big man japan he has like ads yeah, advertisements
0: on him, on him. there's like a whole scene where they're like arguing about whether or not um, she can, like, put an ad on his hip, and he's like, no, we talked about this. I'm not putting any ads on my hip. And they're like, I don't know, they're just, like, using him basically as, like, a, a Also, as to reference sell for any of our
1: listeners, this entire movie's in Japanese. Yeah, we have in, no audio clips this episode
0: yeah. because it would just be Japanese. Like, we, there was nothing we could really audio clip, but it's in subtitles, the whole thing is in Japanese, and it's super weird. <laughs> but stay tuned, because
1: they are planning on an American remake, which is crazy yeah we this gotta, is look, not, this is we not gotta look that up more to American see American i don't know American
0: i don't form. understand how they're gonna possibly do this what's up brandon what was your thoughts on big man japan or do you have any thoughts? it wasn't
2: as bad as um thanks killing i was actually thankful movie? for this movie this movie
0: got three and a half out of four stars from roger ebert when he was yeah. alive no yeah it not.
2: definitely makes more sense yeah it it's, right, it's right tomato yeah. score is
0: 78 percent, which like when i wrote that down i was like that's pretty high but all right
2: it wasn't made by freshmen it was a i had a budget you
0: mm-hmm. know what I mean? yeah it grossed like forty thousand at box office yeah. or something yeah i was looking it up it's and a national I was, treasure it seems like a <laughs> i don't know about national treasure it's it, yeah, it seems like it like for all intents and purposes it was just like a well-funded like studio-backed film so that was interesting because based on the cover you could not get that i thought it was just that's like, the thing though some i think garbage this is throwaway like, movie it goes
1: over our heads as americans but like I feel like for the Japanese, it makes more sense. Like I know, I know a decent amount about like the history behind all that, so I, I can get more of the satire. But yeah, like.
0: yeah, I, I got some of the parts that were funny, but a lot of the stuff that's like political or like governmental satire like the state of their culture and things like that i'm like i don't really know anything about that so i'm just well, like we'll get, right. we'll
1: get there because none of that really comes in. not most of that doesn't come into play until the crazy So much later
0: end. yeah so basically the the way that they funnel the story um every once in a while they're doing like pretty mundane interviews with uh big man japan just like how his everyday life is and how he feels about like the way the world treats him and then throughout that peppered in is Different fights with the monsters that pop up on the screen. So, first monster we get is called the Strangling Monster. I don't know if you guys remember and that. The way they but... <laughs> introduce these monsters
1: are like Call of Duty
0: style, like cutscenes. Yeah, it's like a, a like just like. A file basically pops up on the screen and, and there's like, like a narrator a guy like the strangling it, monster yeah, His yeah, powers he's, yeah, he's japanese but if it was an american it'd be like the strangling monster this monster comes in and like it's like <laughs> the way that they funnel it, it has like a a weird um like real tape filter over it but the strangling monster is a giant asian michelin man with a comb over that's like, that's, like, the best way I can describe it. They focus it. so much
1: on his comb-over, too, just blowing back and Yeah,
0: turns. whenever the wind knocks his comb-over over, he, like, swoops his head back. But, yeah, he basically has these giant, like, hugging wire arms, and he'll just, like, squeeze a building and then just, like, flip and, like, German suplex a building into the ground. And he does it, like, several times...
1: Which, at first, we thought this movie was taking itself somewhat seriously. So we're like, what is this? But yeah. like, now, knowing that it doesn't take itself seriously at all, it's just a big it satire, starts so it, it makes more sense yeah, to me. I'm like, it starts so
0: serious and then jumps right into that. And I was like, I don't understand the tone of this film at all. But now that I get it, I'm like, okay. I was saying it's like uh, what we do in the shadows, but like Japanese yeah. superhero version. But um yeah he just fights this giant like strangling monster i think he ends up killing it by like it tries to strangle a building and flip it over its head and he uses his like big man japan stick to like break its arm off and its hand flips around and it basically smacks itself in the Mm -hmm. face and kills itself uh whenever a monster dies in this movie (laughs) it's important to note that they like float upward above their body like they're being abducted by aliens like into the sky somewhere, so like a ghost version of them like pops up and floats up. And it's that's like a video game. Like yeah. this
1: whole, all the the monster fight sequences and everything like just feel like exactly like a video like game. A video game
0: yeah. yeah. Um. So he he's defeated. He defeats like the weird Michelin Man comb-over monster, and that's after that is when they like kind of get into interviewing him about interviewing his agent about like the advertisements and sponsors and everything that they're trying to do and they every once in a while they'll get these like street reactions from people so they'll be like what do you think about big man japan they'll be like oh he's like destroying our city and one guy's like yeah he's really fat like i don't know it's just really like weird reactions of of people this movie is so slow too yeah no it moves like the monster fights are
1: just like super slow and like weirdly choreographed Mm -hmm. which now i get why they did that
0: no, yeah. It, now that I know like what it's trying to be, I understand why it is the way it is. But like, first watching through it, I was like, Jesus! Like, what is even happening here? There's so many deleted scenes too. Like on the DVD that we have. Like later on, I'm just gonna watch them. I don't this know. This is what. definitely
1: a movie that if you're Japanese or like grew up in that Japanese culture, it would probably make a lot more sense.
0: Yeah, it'd probably like be like your favorite movie where you're like, mm-hmm. Yo, this movie changed me. But. I'm Puerto Rican, so I don't know. They'll yeah. come out with a... Puerto, That's uh, why I need. Big Man Puerto Rico. Yeah, Big Man Puerto Rico. Where big, man just... <laughs> <There's> like... <laughs> big Man Boricua. Big Man Boricua is not a bad title. There's so much you could probably do with like um, Hispanic television. Like I don't know how much of it you've seen, but it's like mostly a joke. <laughs> Like it's just like naked girls and like talk shows where like men are in like lion suits. There, and wait, stuff. wait!
1: Don't don't talk more about it. You got to come out with that. Somebody's gonna steal your yeah, idea. Yeah, actually,
0: yeah. We'll, we'll not talk about it. I'm gonna make big man. That that might be the reboot they're doing. Big man, Woody. We'll see. I'm I'm gonna write a script up, Brandon. You want to be the big man?
2: Yes. <laughs> I trust your scripts over any of these movies. <laughs> don't you understand? Nah, man
0: uh yeah so they do like a little history lesson on the big man japan family at this point um dice talks about uh the fourth which like, he's the fifth of the six his dad wasn't a big his man. dad was he met, so he's the sixth then yeah he's the sixth but yeah so his yes. grandfather is the fourth and he kind of talks about how like when the fourth was around like the fourth was calling the shots and he had servants and like he was, he like, was on a top. big deal
1: there was a lot yeah. more like, I'm gonna. He, there was a lot more monsters. There was other heroes. Mm-hmm. And, like, he had, like, all these geishas around him geishas. Yeah, geishas around yeah. him, like, serving him and stuff. He was made a lot of money. He, he was, was a big deal. Which, the thing is, his grandfather comes from the World War II era. And that's how this is all a commentary on that. Okay. Because it was like, that was Japan. Some view that was Japan in its prime. It was building an empire and all this stuff. And then. Um, kind of more the right-wing side of Japanese politics, uh, that they were emasculated after World War II, which they did some terrible things, so there's also that, but... Yeah, I was like, oh. <laughs> But it's it's an interesting... Yeah. Yeah. That's, well, the, social, that's the whole, like, social-political the social commentary of, of the it. movie. Yeah, I
0: see that. So, um, yeah, they basically just talk about how that, that's no longer the case, and with uh, Big Man Japan number six, who's our main character of the story, he's kind of just, like, a weird, like semi-homeless transient that people just kind of disrespect and whenever the government needs him they kind of just use him
1: which again goes back to those social commentaries yeah. some Japanese people view that as that's kind of how Japan is now because like Japan's not even supposed to conduct like military operations outside of his borders according to like the sanctions we put on it after World War II which is crazy because they were like this huge empire that was taking over all of Asia at the <laughs> right. time
0: yeah they they, they kind of just use him as like um <coughs> Uh, I, I mean, he essentially has, like, a... Pa- well, it's not a pager. It's, like, a cell phone where they call him... He, they call it, like, he has to get baked, which is weird. I don't know. That might be uh, a, yeah, like a cultural know. maybe that's baked. something. You what? I like being baked. Yeah. That's why you're the big man in Japan for my remake. Yeah. Because <laughs> like get baked. Super baked. But, um yeah so he he getting baked basically means he has to go to these like transformation plants so there these like electrical plants in different parts of japan he goes in there and they do like a weird soul um they call it uh soul insertion rituals <laughs> which is like another really weird and funny scene where that guy's like doing that ritual and yeah like, they have like this old guy
1: that are like banging the gong and they're doing all this stuff but, like, like everybody he just
0: like looks around and realizes how <laughs> absurd it is yeah there's one part where like the camera guy's like can you do it again like yeah. start on that side and he's like yeah he's from like here. start off with that yell and he's like alright I'll start off with the yell again and, <laughs> and he's just like he's doing it
1: and the big man himself is just like completely uninterested yeah, he's like is that like, my saying, line yet like,
0: mm. and they have an interview simultaneously going on where they're like yeah the ritual does nothing
1: <laughs> which again goes back to the this movie makes a lot more sense now like it goes back to the whole social commentary mm-hmm. like all that stuff was huge Back in the day, but now it's like, like tradition and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, now it's yeah. like they moved on from that. Mm-hmm.
0: So, a tradition like now probably in the eyes of modern civilization looks like a silly thing that like certain people just uphold for the mm-hmm. sake of it. Yeah, and I definitely see where that's coming in a little bit, but they kind of show you the way that the process works. So they electrocute, um, they they electrocute him in order for him to grow, and he like gets completely naked and then like stands in a pair of giant. Purple underwear, mm-hmm. because when he grows, that's like the underwear. And the other that he thing is Big Man into. Japan is
1: basically he's just a giant sumo wrestler, which again goes yeah. back to the whole culture thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just like a giant sumo wrestler with like a high top fade. <laughs> because he gets electrocuted, his like you said, up. I, I yeah. was
1: wondering that, but that makes sense. He
0: yeah, he has like long, up. he has like long hair down to his shoulders, and since he's being electrocuted, his hair like sticks up, like a classic like Einstein electrocuted photo, and his hair is just like sticking up, so it looks like he has a high top fade, but. Um, Yeah, that's where they kind of just, like, let us know that, like, this is how the transformations work and everything. And then they give us our second fight, which is the leaping monster, which is just a giant head with, like, a big bouncy leg. Do you remember that at all? Yeah. That was one of the weirdest ones, because, like, they all have pretty stupid and strange designs. But that one, I felt like they pulled that one in there, like... I don't know. What do we do with this last one? It just looks like a giant, like, weird Jay Leno head on top of a. And he just bounces like around in leg. the
1: thing, like, in the little cutscene that tells us about the monster. It's like he has the mind of an eight year old and just, like, wants to have fun or something.
0: <laughs> He's just, like, bouncing around. He, like, gets stuck between those two buildings. How does he kill him? Do you remember? He just gets stuck between the two buildings. He just buildings gets stuck between the buildings out, and can't and then get out. He just, his soul gets Okay, stuck. yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I remember him getting stuck, but I don't remember um, the. I'm just gonna call him BMJ. I don't remember BMJ doing anything to kill him. Hey, make an album called BMJ about Big Man Japan. A rap album. Big like, Money yeah. Jasper. Yeah, Big Money Jasper make you some money. All right. We gotta hit them up about that remake. So I I think the next thing that they do after that is he like goes to uh, his to visit his grandfather, who's like the fourth, mm. and he's like in basically like a. Like a mental home for a like old people, basically. yeah, because he has dementia, mm-hmm. and they start talking about basically like he has dementia because they like electrocuted him too much, mm-hmm. meaning like they like overforced his transformations, which I thought was really cool. Like when they said it, they're like explaining like they used him so much for the monsters that, or was it? It was either that they used him so much for the monsters, or he himself just kept.
1: Oh man, this is such a good social the, commentary. Yeah, because that's like the whole thing with Japan. Is mm-hmm. like that era, they just went way too far with it.
0: I mean I'm I'm sure they they've put like some real crazy thought into like making it line up with the social commentary. That's why it's kind of a disservice that I don't know too much about it. But I'll do my research and then watch it again and I'll probably be like, Shout out to another
1: podcast which we're like not even on the level to mention, but Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Oh yeah. Check that out. (laughs) It's amazing, it blows my mind every yeah, time. Yeah, they,
0: they need our help with subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> we'll throw, we'll throw, will kick he's got, him a couple. Got a, he's got a whole Patreon page. <laughs> we'll, he's we'll like kick him a couple subscribers. He goes to visit his grandfather, and that they kind of explain that whole thing. So something that we didn't mention is that Big Man Japan has a television channel and so like at any given moment it's like a news station but strictly for big man japan news and so like if there's a fight happening with him and monsters or anything like that they like broadcast it on this news station and it's presumably what they're filming him for like mm-hmm. in the crux of the story yeah. where they're following him with a camera because um, like there's like certain points throughout the story after fights they're like you know we got uh, 700 people to watch last night or something like that and he's like i don't care uh so that kind of stuff is pretty funny but uh yeah so the the grandfather before
1: we go too far the other thing with the whole ritual Mm -hmm. that they do with the whole they have like two military uh,
0: (laughs) like officers
1: or whatever they're interviewing them and they're just like straight faced (laughs) and after they like show the whole awkward ritual scene one of them just goes it's degraded a bit (laughs) (laughs) oh man just like it's all deadpan just like the kind of
0: um it's funny i guess i didn't look at it that way but the amount of like connections they're trying to make to social stuff i get it it's just like done in a more extreme light i I appreciate that that's gonna that's gonna bring the score up a couple notches for me to forgive that ending But the ending is hard to forgive uh but yeah we we have a scene where it just kind of shows the uh number four big man japan grandpa going nuts do you remember that at all brandon where he's like the grandfather uh, the like the number four, the old big man Japan. Yeah. He like uses the electrocution machine, and he's just like doing crazy stuff. Oh yeah, stuff. he's
2: like doing that um that Nazi stuff to his grandson.
0: And he's like his fat grandson. No 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 uh, the the old man, not his not his dad, but his grandfather. Oh
2: the grandfather that stopped he, the dad from doing the
0: crazy. Yeah. Dad. So he gets he gets into like the electrocution machine. This is like before they yeah, talk he, about his he dad. He escapes from the nursing home. Oh yeah. Electrocutes himself, and then now and he, he's a he's big like man, he's but... like grabbing like airplanes and like playing with them you don't remember that <laughs> which
1: oh man that's more social commentary because it's like yeah. the old generation still thinks it's like this but like we're not because he's like saluting it's like what's he is he saluting, saluting the, sun? the sun which is a huge thing because their
0: flag is the yeah sun, the rising sun, sun. Yeah. So yeah i, yeah, so I it, didn't think about any of that that's pretty so it's like these
1: old ideals that are now seen as like foolish what
0: we're doing right now you you said it as a joke brandon but you were like it's like um sorry to bother you with the ending like throws you for a loop but then like after Sorry to Bother You in conversations we had we were like hold up this might be <laughs> one of the best movies I've ever seen it and like I feel sense. like the same thing's happening with this now like I was upset about the ending but like now like talking it through I'm like this might be I mean people that are more this might intimate be with dope. Um, Japan and yeah, the yeah, sure him, they, they probably have a, got it the whole time we though. gotta get like a Japanese person on here and ask questions he breaks out does like all the silly stuff and that's when they're like oh the label of big man japan is taking a hit because he like got out and did all this crazy stuff and that's when the agent's like we need to do some more hip ads on you and stuff to like get these sponsors in because like the way that big man japan makes his money is like companies Mm -hmm. will like sponsor themselves like in his tattoos and stuff like so while he's fighting a big monster he has like a coca-cola ad on his back or something but um after this we get the next monster which is the evil stare monster which i don't know if either of you remember but it's the one that has an eye that's like on a long rope mm-hmm. and it like throws its eye at you and then like pulls which the it back rope in. is
1: attached to his crotch which just makes it yeah more ridiculous yeah it's like a
0: penis eye but he's like uh he's like using it to, i forget why he, there's like a scene where he like washes his eye in the water and then he like throws his head at bmj and he's like doing all of this crazy <gasps> stuff uh i think the way that he kills him he just straight up knocks him to the ground and like stabs him in the butt doesn't mm-hmm. he which is interesting um, but that that's the he first time him in the eye hole. He stabs him in the eye my hole. Eye holes. <laughs> I'm the eye hole man. <laughs> yeah, I Wait guess it, my eye holes. his eye hole is also his butthole is the, is the design of the monster. While he's defeating that monster, another monster pops up during the same fight. And it's a giant red like demon monster, which Mm -hmm. they never give him a name. He never has like a little title card thing. Because he's not
1: a Japanese monster, which again is probably more some sort of political commentary.
0: America or something going over our heads coming in. I don't know. Yeah, I guess that
1: wouldn't be America. That'd be like like another country or something.
0: So uh, basically, he's like after he's like weathered from fighting this other monster, and then this giant demon devil-looking monster shows up. He's basically like, all right. I'm done with this and we're going to just go ahead and leave. Yeah. He just runs away. Yeah. Really sad. So he, he decides to leave and basically just runs away. Uh, but, um, basically they, they cut to people in the streets and they're all just kind of clowning him. Mm -hmm. And they're all just like, yeah, I, I saw him run away, like being a pussy and stuff like that. I think this is where he does the thing where he like meets up with his wife and kid, right?
1: Yeah, it's, he has like monthly meetings with his daughter because that's the custody arrangement.
0: Yeah, so he he built he built that hat or did he buy that hat? It's like that weird bunny hat that he made. Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I don't know. He he has like some weird makeshift. His, his
1: daughter's super into bunnies.
0: Yeah, some makeshift like homemade hat that just has bunny ears attached to it, but his daughter uh, like has the this like little hat with bunny ears that he made for her. And he's like, oh, tell her to come in because he's like in a restaurant with the camera crew. And the wife's like, no, I'm not gonna let her come in and be on camera. She like gets made fun of at school because you're her father. So he's oh. like, um, I mean, we'll we'll like we can blur her face out or something. So then like the next shot, is like the daughter wearing the hat with the flares. Yeah, blurred. they blur it and they and have like, just like, a, like the deep voice modulator. Yeah, and they're on just her like, voice. how do you feel about what your father does? And she's just like, I don't know. Like with like yeah, a deep voice. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty great. They go to the zoo yeah so they go to the zoo so all the shots of the zoo
1: like her daughter's face is blurred out there's this one great scene where it has like the cutouts of like some some bunnies you know like the cutouts where you stick your face in oh and, yeah. like, take a picture but like her, her face, face is, is blurred. blurred
0: out so it's like the whole point of the, the little cutout thing is completely lost on it uh but they talk a little bit uh, to the wife about like her new boyfriend and that's like a whole thing where they're like oh she's like found somebody else and starting to move on and build a new life and they're like asking, like, oh, how is he? And she's like, he's just a regular Japanese guy. <laughs> it's like, he's not, he's not like a world uh, dominating superhero that people Which, hate.
1: Dang. Yeah. That's more social yeah. commentary because it's, oh, man. Because like Japan's just becoming a normal country after that in the business. And so, like, a huge leader in business and technology, but like the whole military aspect is gone. Like, they're not these superheroes anymore. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's true yeah i guess it does have a lot of like political significance that's interesting bmj gets a haircut and he, he cuts his long hair to like a bull cut rockley to,
1: style yeah to because to imitate yeah. the new boy. he's like i'm gonna become
0: normal too you know? <laughs> he's like i'm just a normal guy and then guy. they're like it's like you
1: got your haircut. It's like oh this I mean, it was hot it was hot outside
0: <laughs> it was pretty funny i gotta give that guy props uh we get an uh, introduction to monster number five which is the stink monster which this is like the best scene in the movie i think The stink monster has the face and voice of a man, but I guess it's a woman based on their conversation. Uh, It's like just like this weird octopus monster, and it's kind of just sitting there, like posted up, like not really doing anything or causing any trouble. It's just like sitting up against the wall and like letting out this stink smell. And he just, like, walks up and where he's, like, fought every other monster in the past, he just walks up and is just like, hey, what are you, like, what are you doing They here? just have, like, a casual yeah. conversation. <laughs> they just talk it out. They're just, like, in monster form, like, really big talking it out. And uh, they just, like, start yelling at each other. He's like, you get out of here. And he's like, no, I'm not getting out of here. Like, they're just, I like, yelling at each other. I wrote this down
1: from her. She goes, you see, I sink. I've been stinking for decades. And <laughs> he goes, who are you? You're in your underwear. <laughs>
0: it's such a weird he's like you're scene. scaring
1: people i'm yeah. not scaring people
0: <laughs> it's such a weird scene that i don't fully understand and then the but...
1: stink monster just like starts like popping out windows in the skyscraper and he's just like hey stop that yeah
0: we got that's the, we have to post that scene but like at first he's he like just kicks over a truck and he's like all right take it easy <laughs> and then like he just puts her finger back and just starts poking holes in a skyscraper and he's like stop poking holes in that <laughs> building uh while they're talking a, a third Monster pops up like this weird dancing boy flower. I don't know what that was. That was a really was like weird a, scene. Oh, like
1: another stink monster. I think.
0: Yeah, but it was like a like it was like the male gendered stink monster. Mm-hmm. But it just starts dancing and jumping up and down. And so the first stink monster is just like, uh yeah, he's been following me all day, <laughs> and like been trying to get rid of him. So then like Big Man Japan turns around and he's like trying to get rid of him. He's mm-hmm. like, hey, you get out of here. And it's like not speaking. It's just like making these weird giggling noises and jumping up and down and then he's like trying to talk them out of it and he's like hey don't you get it she's like not interested and then he turns around and like the other stink monster like is interested and they like i guess they just they don't show it, but i guess they just have sex on top of the city <laughs> and he's just like standing there like okay because like the next headline that they show is like a newspaper and it's like uh japan like big man japan the pimp or something yeah. like that <laughs> <laughs> it's just pretty funny <laughs> i don't know that's super weird that scene we're gonna the scene where he's just talking to the octopus monster we're gonna put on the instagram so keep an eye out for that but uh yeah that right after that scene it cuts straight to another it's like at this point it's going into like monstered montage mode mm-hmm. it cuts to the seventh monster which is just a child, the monster. child monster yeah and the child monster brandon pointed out looks like kim jong-un <laughs> Would like you, a, yeah. a little fat baby version of kim jong-un but uh um, a
2: little fat baby
0: yeah, you know like yeah it's true it's an adult fat baby the baby's just like the baby's just like laying on a roof and like, mm-hmm. he's like ha- like catching yeah a the, in the
1: cutscene explaining the monster is like he's harmless and he just wants to get back to the suburbs
0: yeah <laughs> and he's just like laying on the roof and he's just like he's like hot he like keeps telling the like the big man in japan he's just like it's just hot outside i'm just like trying and he's to get like, out of mom, here mom i won the race yeah. <laughs> it's just really sad but like actually. yeah he's like this dying baby he's just a dying baby thing. And so, like, BMJ walks up to, like, pick him up, and he's, like, talking to him, like, if it's his mom, and then he just, like, starts, like, sucking on his nipple, like, if it's his mom. And so he's, like, weirded out by it at first, but then he kind of just sits there and is just like, okay, this is weird, but it's fine. It's just a baby. And then the baby bites him on the Mm -hmm. nipple out of nowhere and he like freaks out and drops the baby on the ground and kills it like the, you see the beam yeah. pop up and it like starts to bring the, the baby's like spirit into the air and the whole country
1: really is having like the next scene is the whole country is having like a vigil for the
0: child <laughs> like
1: people painting like That's... murals everywhere there's like this Japanese lady singing like gospel songs which is crazy that scene is
0: so funny to me like there's like posters and stuff like we miss you like to the giant baby monster <laughs> and everybody's like, like never candles forget. and everything <laughs> Uh, that's so funny. That's one part of the movie where I was like, these boys are like in their bag now. They're like fully funny with it. They're like trying to make jokes. Oh, one of the signs, I made a note of it because it was funny. It was like, God bless the child. <laughs> <laughs> They're like holding those up. But uh, Brandon, this is the part where his father's electrocuting him and forcing him to become oh, the uh, monster. Do you remember any of that at all? Mm-hmm. Go ahead and talk about it a little bit. I'll get you, let you get some. Um, I don't
2: remember that much. I just remember him hooked up to the thing, and he's like a fat child. <laughs> and oh. he, he has the same long hair, and he's yelling because his dad is, like, torturing him. And I believe that was his grandpa that came in, right?
0: Yeah, what I think is happening is that um, his father's, like, using the machine to basically cause him to transform at a young age.
1: Because that's the thing we didn't say, but his father, like, his grandfather was a hero, but... His father, like, got cocky and kept trying to, like, shock himself more to be, like, better
0: mm-hmm. than the other heroes, basically. Just trying to get bigger and, and bigger, And then yeah. killed himself that way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, his, it shows, like, a clip of him basically just being, like, a younger, chubby kid. And his dad's, like, forcing him to get into the machine and electrocute him. Which is, again,
1: that's social commentary on, like, mm-hmm. the, uh, the generation after the, the World War II generation Japan was, like, super into business and super harsh and everything like the salary man was a huge thing like mm. dying at their desks and stuff so that's a commentary on that i feel like
0: is there a social commentary for volcano nipples <laughs>
1: there's no
0: shame <laughs> not that i know of yeah his, his father keeps shocking him to the point where his like nickel nipples explode and they like are steaming like volcanoes it I was like, it was a weird image. It, was, it was one know. of I'm the weirdest gonna, things i've ever seen i was like i don't I'm know if i needed about my nipples I yeah don't like it. i was like i don't know if i needed to see that ever in yeah. my whole life um
1: but i guess it makes sense like all the superheroes and stuff like that always have weird nipple looking things so i guess it was kind of a joke on that
0: yeah true that is a a through line on a lot of these baby wanted that though
2: (laughs) that baby wanted that though
0: the next thing that they show uh is bmj's back in his house and he's like laying down on like this like cot on the floor Mm -hmm. which is like where he sleeps and then there's, like, a weird governmental raid going on. Well, he, like, doesn't want to be the big man anymore, Yeah, he's, he's quitting. He's essentially, like, throwing in a towel and being like, I don't want to do this anymore. So he, like, walks over to his home. I guess he's, like, not responding to the bait calls anymore. And he just, like, goes into his home with his cat and, like, goes to sleep. So, like, while he's asleep, the government just, like, breaks into his home, like, raids the place. They run in, they run in with that giant pair of underwear. They like throw it <laughs> over him and then like electrocute him while he's asleep. So he like wakes up in big man form and uh, he's waking up in big man form, and the monster that they've woken him up to fight is like number four. The monster number four again, like the giant red demon one. So he's like freaked out. He's like not sure what mm-hmm. he's gonna do. He starts to run initially. and then once the monster like kind of has him cornered, then, like, they kind of, like, pan to show you, like, Grandpa Big Man is, like, behind him. So, like, number the the fourth Big Man and the fourth Monster, four versus four, uh, they both are, like, standing behind each other and they start to fight. I forget how, like, the, the monster just kind of takes on the Grandpa while he watches, mm-hmm. right? And just yeah. kind of gets destroyed, I think. Because I think his grandfather ends up getting killed, like, on those train tracks.
1: Well, what happens is he gets knocked down and his soul is, like, not fully
0: yeah it's like wavering leaving
1: himself but then the big man runs over and accidentally kicks his grandpa in the head and
0: then the soul leaves yeah so he's kind of responsible for it but his his grandfather's which i'm sure has
1: some huge yeah i was going to say that's probably like
0: yeah like the country did something to itself that caused mm-hmm. its major downfall that another country assisted in he faces off on the for the monster finally and he's like all right I'm gonna like face it, and I'm gonna fight it, and then this is where
1: this is where we get
0: that crazy. Yeah, this right. is where the movie takes a complete left turn that I didn't expect. That like kind of upset me, cause at this point, it was definitely very slow and very strange. But I was in a space where I was like, all right, I kind of like this movie though, because it's like doing something different that I've never seen before, and like even though the like the CG and the animation was a little funky, it's like supposed to be. So I, like, kind of totally understood all of that. And then out of nowhere, like, a bright light shines. Oh, well, first he's getting destroyed. So, like, the, the like, demon monster knocks Big Man Japan down. And is like, stomping on his face mm-hmm. again. Which is what happened to him the first time, which is why he ran away. And, like, a giant bright light shines. Which is why I thought maybe the ending was, like, that he died. And, like, everything we see mm-hmm. after was just, like, his, like, weird spirit going up. But... Um, a bright light happens and then it flashes and we have back to the big man in japan but it's the actual actor like in human form wearing a suit yeah wearing like a giant monster sumo suit and also
1: this significant is like um like a technical difficulties thing like pops across the screen and it says like live action mode now yeah so then it switches and he's just like in a suit and I'll let you explain... You yeah, know, so they what basically they what they
0: do is, if you've ever seen... Um, Super Justice. Yeah, Super Justice pops up. So if you've ever seen Power Rangers or like Big Big Bad Beetleborgs or anything like that. The ending So basically stuff, it
1: switches to like a TV show set.
0: Yeah, and like it's like, like all fake props. And it's like the ending style of those kind of shows where like they have like people standing in sets where there's like much smaller buildings so it looks like a big monster fight choreographed by costume, but there's these giant like Power Ranger characters called Super Justice. And then they're the ones fighting a very like dumbed down mascot version of that demon monster that we saw earlier. Big Japan like, is kind of hiding behind if you've it. You ever
1: seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: at the end, where it just switches and they're all like on a movie set. Yeah. That's what this is like.
0: It's so bizarre, but yeah, it it comes out of nowhere and they're like talking in like very movie terms and there's like theme music playing that same song too it's like a constant thing whenever they're fighting that song plays Mm -hmm. and then the fighting will stop and the song will just like stop on a dime and then like when they're fighting it they'll just like pick up one of the super justice guys picks up a school bus and just like smacks him in the face with it and like right when he hits him the music starts and then stops again and it's like that it's like very weird like timing that you're supposed to feel like huh this is weird uh, but they just give it, like, a really weird beating with no audio. Like, they're just, like, stomping on his face, hitting him with sticks, and it's just, like, a very, like, straightforward
1: Meanwhile, beating. Meanwhile, Big Man Japan is just, like, hiding in the back.
0: Yeah, just watching from a distance. While
1: the Super Justice family beats him. And the thing is with the Super Justice family is they're, if you notice, they're wearing red, white, and blue. This is what I was reading when I was, like, looking it up on the oh, internet. okay. Is, like, they may kind of be a symbol for the U.S. Uh... And it's like now the U.S. is like the world police and Japan is just cowering in the
0: back. Look at that, Brandon. Did you think this was going to be so significant politically? Nah, man. No. This is what we need, man. This is what we need in the White House. Big man Japan for president. Which, so that means
1: that the red demon is like going to be an enemy of... So that could be like a symbol for North Korea. Yeah, an enemy of both Japan and yeah, America. Or Russia.
0: We'll go North Korea.
1: Because it's like just the U.S. is beating him up while <laughs> Japan is kind of like not really doing much.
0: The ending of that fight ends with a really long, drawn-out, and bizarre scene where they're trying very hard to rip the clothes off of that monster. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. I, I, I That was just so strange to me. I was like, I don't understand what is going on. They just like kept trying like to rip, like, rip, his rip his shirt it off. off.
1: They rip his shorts off, but there's like the waistband, the elastic waistband is left. And, and
0: they're just, trying so hard. They're, like, It's like one continuous shot. Like They just decided we're not going to cut this. We're just going to have him continuously struggling to try to rip the waistband off. But he rips it off and then they just straight up kill the monster. And it like does the thing where it like spirit being lifted up. And then they just do like a weird like, all right, all hands Hands in, in, team on three type thing.
1: peace. But big man Japan doesn't want to put his hand in and say peace, which again is more political commentary. Like the U.S. is supposed to be all about
0: peace. Oh, you want to know something? another thing like political commentary about it is i don't know if you remember but they all put their hands in and a rainbow shoots out to kill the monster mm-hmm. and then he takes his hand away and the rainbow doesn't go yeah, away that's where he, and said, he says like oh, i don't make a i don't make a difference i think that's like more of the japan social commentary where like the maybe the u.s is making it seem like no this is all like us in a concerted effort but then it's just like because that's the well, thing well, with do I make a difference military
1: is they're not allowed to um do anything besides directly defend japan like Inside the military japan. is called the japanese defense force like it's not
0: oh that's interesting like they can't go out
1: and fight basically yeah that's the sanctions we've kind of put on them since world war Two.
0: that's interesting yeah so they all kind of just stand together and they all just jump into the sky mm-hmm. and it, the words on the screen say they all live happily ever after and then that's just the way the movie ends. <laughs> it just ended so abruptly. I remember being like, what? That's the end of it? I just didn't feel like I was just flying through the sky, big man in Japan. It's like, I dropped my shoe. I dropped my shoe. And then nobody cares. <laughs> <I> just <laughs> keep going. Yeah, I forgot about that. What a weird little <laughs> adage that they had. But uh, yeah, so I mean, that's how the movie ends. There's a weird credit scene that plays throughout the entire credits of the film where they're just like at a diner like just talking about the fight that they just had yeah they're just like talking yeah. about like they're oh you like, shouldn't
1: these like you shouldn't have hit him with the bus first you got to start with the fist then you escalate to the bus
0: yeah and they're like how many points was like that analyzing fight? The yeah they're like fight. doing like a weird thing where like everything's worth points but i don't know that was definitely a super strange movie like you said I, i'm like missing certain pieces Of history and like cultural relevance that would make me feel like Robert, like, it'd be like, oh yeah, two thumbs up on that one. Like, I definitely liked it and it was something interesting. And the whole time until the ending, I was like pretty intrigued, even though it was super slow and kind of drawn out. I was like, this is something different that I like highly enjoy. And I think I'm gonna come away from this being like, this was like a movie I'd watch again. But it, it just got really weird towards the end, even though I understand the significance more of it now. I, it definitely helped me understand it, and it probably is going to improve its score. But I don't know if there's something I'd like watch again for fun. It's just so slow. And yeah, down. I wouldn't call
1: this a fun movie. I don't no. plan on rewatching it. I don't know. It's just too slow.
0: I don't know. Let's talk about acting performances real quick. Brandon, did you have any standouts or opposite of standouts that you noticed?
2: Yeah, I like the main character, especially because I thought he was the guy from uh, Shaolin Soccer. Did I you find
0: know. out who the guy was from Shaolin yeah. Soccer? Yeah,
2: he's like, his name is more popular, so I know it's not that guy.
0: Oh, yeah. I've never seen John Soccer. I've heard Sheldon good things. John Soccer is amazing. Yeah, I've heard good things about that. Yeah, I would agree. The main guy did a really cool job. Yeah, just um, being
2: this crazy character.
0: Yeah, he's, I don't know, he has like a really weird Steven thing Chow. about him. Stephen Chow is the guy it's, from John yeah. Soccer. Well, maybe I'll check it out. I you
2: know, heard. no stereotype but this guy actually looks like the main character not just because he's asian but <laughs> because like it yeah. might be cousins
0: in your defense he did when you showed me the picture side by side i was like all right yeah. that wasn't just you being trash that was like an actual thing it was the
2: truth shout out to norman <laughs> shout
0: out to Norman, <laughs> and john who's <laughs> <was> right here <laughs> <laughs> True. um yeah i would say the same i don't know if there was any like bad performances that i could say yeah i don't remember anything yeah bad. I don't know. Either best actor goes to the main guy or the stink monster. Because <laughs> that dude who played the stink monster was just, I don't know, something so weird and deadpan about him that made me laugh so hard. Uh, all of his statements were just like, yeah, I'm just here and I'm not doing anything. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll get to scoring it. Uh, like I said earlier, the Rotten Tomatoes score on it was 78 with an audience score 54, where I think like critics definitely like, this was definitely a critic yeah this is like something like, that like you were saying like the critics were like wow the uh, historical significance like roger, of this roger
1: ebert like this wasn't roger ebert.com this is when he was still alive is yeah. when he, saw this. he gave this three and a half out of four stars
0: yeah which is like insane that's like pretty high for roger ebert but um he said yeah. it was very funny in an
1: insidious way
0: I think the there's like another box quote on the front that's like pretty high praise. Truly whacked out, the goofy creatures are hilarious, paper magazine. Nothing about
1: that box says what this movie really is. No, which yeah. Which I think is kind of the point.
0: Yeah, right? I think that's the idea. You're supposed to look at it and be like, what the F is this? And then you put it in and you're like, ah, okay. I see what this is. But yeah, the, the cover is nuts. Like I said, we'll post it on the Instagram, but... John, let us know what you you thought of this movie and what you think you'd rate it. Uh, Should we go through the top ten? Yeah, we'll go through the top ten. Okay, good story.
1: Um, Yeah, definitely an intriguing and unusual story.
0: Yeah, it's super interesting um, for that type of story. I mean, it's something that has been seen before. Like you said, Incredibles, Mm -hmm. Watchmen, uh, Hancock, anything that's like heroes aren't the most accepted guy. Um, But, I mean, it came out in 07, which... You know,
2: was before Hancock. That's
0: definitely before Hancock. But now with that ending, like I've, like I don't know, I'm not
1: a huge um, connoisseur of like Japanese cinema, but this is definitely. I feel like this hasn't been done before.
0: Yeah, I, I, am pretty interested. Like I'm kind of glad that I bought it. I'm like, this is probably a pretty interesting thing that probably was significant. I'd have to look it up, but I feel like it's a significant thing in Japanese film culture suspense
1: Um, not i mean this movie that was i'd say that was the biggest downfall this movie just so slow paced
0: yeah it was really it was a crazy slow burn i don't think i've ever seen a movie that burns that slow it definitely like there were times where like my interest was like still there but i was like come on guys give me something we've just had 20 minutes straight of him talking about eating noodles like i was like let's 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 try to kick something off um but yeah originality i'm gonna say yeah, pretty that's a, that's high a it a goes hand ten. in hand with a yeah. good story it's like something that's like super interesting from like the mockumentary style and everything um actors and cinematography i think we all agree the main guy uh did a good job in acting and it just so happens that the main guy's also the cinematography leader he wrote mm-hmm. and directed it as well and so he's
2: I'm, not stephen chow
0: and he's not stephen chow uh i'm gonna i'm gonna give him pretty high on it yeah. I mean he did a lot of work on it and it's like appreciated I don't think anything aside from the pacing I don't think anything was too crazy about it profound message I'll let John take that one yeah, he seems I mean, to have the was,
1: information yeah that was the whole thing with it they're trying to get across was a message Yeah, the deeper meanings besides that I mean special effects is the only other thing to really comment on
0: I think the special effects are supposed to be, yeah, they're supposed to be bad. bad yeah yeah because they're not so bad to the point where you're like good god what is this but they're supposed to look like a video game i think Mm -hmm. and it's because it's supposed to be a little bit corny and cheesy because it's making fun of that sort of thing but i don't think it i mean it's it's noticeably bad to the point where it's i like seeing this box i was like yeah we're getting this Mm -hmm. this looks like a terrible movie and then it turning out to be actually a pretty good movie yeah i think the the idea there is to have pretty crazy looking special effects to draw you in to be like what the heck is this and then like kind of knock you over the head it looked with, like, like an a video game message. yeah a bad one <laughs> but a video game yeah like weird tekken yeah those characters the big man japan definitely you know what reminded like, me ha- of like a Tekken character there huh? was
1: um this game i think on like gamecube or something where you were like a big like ball Thing and you just like roll around the city
0: oh like stuff um to you. katamari dumasi where you're oh like yeah yeah i'm gonna like look it up so you can see it you're like a, like a guy like spread eagle x and you mm-hmm. just roll and like if you land on a tree or a car it just picks things up that's what the visuals yeah 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 that's called the, uh, katamari dumasi um i'm gonna look that up real quick just to make sure that we're on the same page but yeah no that that game <laughs> that game was awesome um yeah it looked a lot like that like weird like plato warriors Mm -hmm. or something um but no i had had a really good um time watching the movie if nothing else even if like the political stuff went over your head just watching it for like how insane and ridiculous it is yeah it was just like man this is crazy but yeah yeah i would say um scoring wise i don't know a 78 is too high I don't think I'm smart enough as a critic to fully embrace the movie for what it is the first time around but I still want to say pretty high for me because I liked it quite a bit for what it was I want to say maybe like late 60s
1: I give it a 75 I would recommend if you want to watch it to like the point of it's going to be lost and you're just like this is a slow moving movie like I would like research someone like Japanese history and culture Mm -hmm. and stuff Cause that's the only way it really is a good movie, and
0: the opening is very slow. Yeah, I want to say for like the first twenty minutes, like where he's just walking in the park and on the bus and stuff like that.
1: Which again, it was also they were saying it's also supposed to be like a satire of reality TV culture. Mm-hmm. So I guess you can justify it that way. Like
0: it definitely delivers. If you're like in the in the beginning, you're just like, oh, it's so slow, and nothing's happening. With like the weird stuff that happens with the monsters, it definitely delivers. So if you're waiting for something like with an impact, you get it um but yeah i would say late 60s like maybe 68
2: what do you think brandon yeah we're in the same spot like 60
0: yeah it's pretty good for like um, it wasn't a bad movie yeah i don't think it was bad by any means i think i wasn't fully like equipped to receive what the message was and then at the same time i didn't understand the ending until like reanalyzing it so
1: i definitely feel like it doesn't deserve to be in a dollar store
0: yeah that's pretty crazy yeah like
1: this is like a pretty highly regarded movie
0: yeah, I found it in the, in the Dollar Tree for a dollar. I also got like a weird, what looks like a ripoff of Mean Girls. We'll talk about that one another day. But <laughs> what? Yeah, it looks pretty crazy. But um, yeah, no, all in all, I think that one was pretty good. Um, you watch any movies or anything lately? Uh, Since last time we talked? Nah, the last movies I've seen are still... Um, Podcasts or anything? Nah, I
2: really haven't been like... I've been so busy, man. I haven't paid attention to anything like media. What you been busy with? Uh, Art Basel, Miami, planning, and New York planning, and 2020 planning, and ideas I can't say on here. Planning? Yeah, just
0: planning, Cool. There? Well, this I I just saw a Vice documentary a couple of days ago about Japan. Not, <laughs> this is not going to be the same That's thing crazy. at all, but... Um, I saw I saw I saw a couple of them. One of them was about China, and one of them was about Japan. The Japan one, I feel like you might have seen it before, but it's a Vice documentary where they interview a cannibal. Have you seen that? No, I've never seen that. So this is pretty crazy, and I highly recommend everybody go watch it. There are they do show some pretty crazy stuff, so you got to be prepared for that. But it's an interview with this guy who went to college in Tokyo and he's like a Japanese guy and he straight up is just like interviewing with Vice and he's just like, yeah, like, I once like killed a woman in Ader And like, they take you through the whole story and he's like a young dude who like, some of his stories like, if I was like the Vice reporter like interviewing him, I don't know if I could be in the same room with him. Like, dude was crazy. Like some of the stuff he was saying. But he was talking about how, like, he would, like, he he had, like, <laughs> he had, like, a sexual attraction to, like, eating girls' butts. Like, from a young age. Like, not without doing that it. sounds
1: like our generation as a whole.
0: Without doing it. Yeah. <laughs> actually, yeah. He's, he was ahead of the curve. He takes me to another one. He's, like, eat a booty gang. He was like Kevin Gates on some early Kevin Gates shit. But he, like, talks about, like, yeah, I would be, like, on okay. campus like looking at girls walk by and like basically like the whiter the flesh, the more interested he would be in eating them. It's a really weird documentary. Like <laughs> I felt like so uncomfortable watching it, but like it, it's so interesting and so strange at the Shout same time. Device. They
1: just throw these like... They do crazy shit, These man. like nerdy dudes into just yeah. like the worst situations. There
0: no, there's no way that they were in the room with that guy and like felt comfortable. Like he was telling these crazy stories about stuff. He's like sexual stuff he's done with dogs. And then he was like... Uh, he like takes you through the story where he straight up murdered a girl ate her uh, the cops found him like still with body parts in his fridge he got caught because he put some of her body parts like in these suitcases and took it down to the river to dispose of it left it alone for a little bit because the sunrise was too beautiful and he walked away to look at the sunrise turned around and somebody was opening his uh, suitcase saw that there was a body in it he got arrested for it still had pieces of her in the fridge and like like made bail somehow and he's just like free what it's the weirdest shit like the thing is so the thing
1: is i've read about how um the justice system works in japan is that they don't we arrest and then we build a case mm-hmm. in america but nope. there, that's what, oh you're about to say that yeah, yeah
0: that's so like he they like took him into custody. And they like kept him there for a while. I think they like transferred him somewhere else.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then like it was to the point where I don't fully get it because they found a body in his house. Well, basically the
1: idea in Japan, as I understand, is that what they try to do is they build a case. Then they arrest somebody. So when you get arrested, you're going down.
0: Yeah, Versus so, here,
1: we hold somebody while we do the So
0: they pulled him in for questioning, questioned him and let him go. And then even though they found a body in his uh, fridge... I guess they, like, never built up a full case. Mm-hmm. So they basically were just like, don't come back to Tokyo. Like, he straight up killed and ate a woman. And, That's like, the other thing they were like, the just don't come don't, back to Tokyo.
1: They're very prideful about their crime statistics. They like to keep it down. So yeah. if they can't fully, they can't guarantee they'll solve a case, so they'll just be like, oh, it didn't happen.
0: So then he, so then he tells a story about how he we went to Paris for, like, some exchange program. Saw this girl walking down the street and he's like, yeah, I'm going to eat this girl. And he like follows her to her house, waits a little bit and like happens to catch her at a point where she's like naked in her house about to take a shower, runs in and like he's going to try to like knock her out to eat her. She kind of like gets like the upper hand on him and kind of like hits him in the face and he kind of like runs away and gets arrested for that as well and like gets a rape charge. So he has like a rape charge for like failing to eat this one chick, and I'm like a murder charge for succeeding to eat this one chick, and then he's just like free, and he's like. So the French
1: police didn't get him.
0: He's uh, so he got he got um, the French stuff. They got him on it. He got a rape charge and everything, and like served time for the rape. They got off early on like some like good behavior shit, I guess. But they didn't get him for like the mur- the murder and stuff because that was from Japan. <laughs> but he's like in his house. The craziest thing about it—it it just blew my mind piece by piece. He's in his house and he's like walking around, and he's like, "Yeah, this is like um, some of my stuff, some of my artwork," and it's like dismembered bodies, like bleeding, like women and stuff like that. And then he like goes over and like he pulls out like a manga, like graphic novel, and he's like, "Yeah," he like names the company. He's like, "Yeah, this company heard my story and they reached out to me, and they basically funded me to write my own graphic novel about cannibalism." And I was like, "What?"
1: I mean, man...
0: Like, a company knows he killed and murdered and ate somebody, and they were like, yeah, can you make an anime book for us? And, like, he was just like, yeah, this is, like, my own personal artwork, and this is my story. And he's, like, flipping through the pages, and it's, like, about him, like, stalking and eating women. And I was like, what
1: in the (laughs) world? Not to generalize, but Japanese... People as a whole kind of take things to another level sometimes. I just they don't shouldn't understand, be taken man. to, entertainment-wise.
0: That whole thing, I was just like real... It was like at work, too. I was like leaning super hard. Like I mean, if you're vibes, you just
1: gotta take that dude out for the good of humanity. That's what like I'm saying, man. let him keep walking around.
0: All of it was just so weird. And like nothing about this dude was like remorseful. Like he was just like, yeah, shit was good. <laughs> like he was terrible, yo. Everything about him... The like some of the last pieces of the stuff was like i don't know just go watch it it's like interview with a cannibal it's on vice i saw that i saw a weird documentary about people eating dogs in this one city in china it was a weird day <laughs> but yeah basically that's what i did i don't know we'll stop talking about that john is there anything you've seen lately oh man i don't hard to follow up like that I don't <laughs> hard to follow up interview with a cannibal i watched blade i don't know how i
1: ever missed watching blade since i love vampire but Blade's great. Blade
0: yeah. was great blade was great it's good. We talked about it a little bit, but it's like a good like uh, karate trench coat movie that predates The Matrix. Yeah, I mean, it's
1: campy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's corny, but it's a good movie. Like, yeah, it's it's per- entertaining.
0: It's, it's perfect. It's super silly, but like it's like something that you're like, all right, this is what it's supposed to be. And
1: like I was saying, I was realized this kid I went to school with and like, modeled his, his whole uh,
0: Style persona blade. off
1: blade. Yeah, just like the sunglasses, the way he talked, everything.
0: No, that was good. That was like prime Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes hasn't really done much lately i don't know ever since like the the jail thing i think but us his used to be on point doing his karate movies and stuff but yeah no blade is good check out blade check out interview with a cannibal (laughs) check out uh, brandon and art basil check (laughs) check out whatever else you need to check out and go watch big man japan at your local dollar tree or on netflix (laughs) because that was actually a pretty good movie with some political significance but i think that's it we don't really have anything else to add we've learned some weird stuff about japan today I just like and, to say
1: that I feel like Big Man Japan is why we do this podcast, Forgotten Gems. Yeah, for real.
0: Like, yeah. I'm, I'm. We had hidden in
1: trash it. on uh, Thanks Killing. Yeah. Forgotten, forgotten gems. gems.
0: Yeah. We've been getting lucky with a couple of them. The Forest. What was the one after that that we liked quite a bit? Oh, the Lost Boys. The The Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Thirst. Yeah. We're gonna do the Tribe. The one that we didn't oh, do. Oh, for sure. Lost Boys, the Tribe. We'll get that. We'll get that in eventually. But I don't know. That's it. You got need final words of wisdom for us, Brandon?
2: Stay woke.
0: Stay woke. Keep it real simple. Hashtag stay woke. All right. That's it with the uh, Bargain Binge Boys. I'm Ray. I'm Payne. I'm John. And we'll see you guys next time. And uh, don't eat people. I think that's it. That's very, very bad. <laughs>
1: It's pretty similar. There's a lot of good products out there. Monkey ribs, whatever you want to
0: eat.